This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. With MailChimp, you get more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. With things like data-driven recommendations and powerful automation tools. Get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. Put that long day behind you. Good times lie ahead. With company worth keeping. That'll bash a smile in your head. Come on in. The doors open, you'll find just the finest folks here. Pull up a chair, grab a drink, and let our stories your ear. Cause we're the talk, talk, talk the tavern. Here you're always welcome. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. Promising beer and bedlam. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. Music, medicine, then some. The talk, talk, talk the tavern. The song's over. Welcome to the Tavern. We'll get to the topic and discussion in just a moment. Just want to let everybody know this is an adult show with adult topics, adult humor, and in other words, uh, we drink, we smoke, we swear, and we laugh at things we probably shouldn't. But we do it together. For those listening to the podcast, we record the podcast on our live stream at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and have a live interactive chat audience. You might hear the sound of the bell, and that means I want to interrupt somebody to read a question or comment. For those on the live stream, we won't read off everything you put in chat, but we'll try to get to the most relevant or the most amusing, but hopefully some combination of the both. Now, while we introduce ourselves, go ahead and let us know what your vices are tonight. Okay, beautiful people, you can put those right there in the chat and let us know what they are. And as for us, I am uh, I'm Travis Hivert. I'm a writer and uh, creative masochist. What about you, Andrea? Oh, wait, my my... I'm drinking. Thank you for that host word to win. Much appreciated. I'm drinking uh, Jim Bean Double Oak Twice Barreled tonight. What about you, Andrea? Um, Andrea LaChat here. I have coffee that I made here. Dunkin' Donuts brand. That's it. How about you, Ed? Ed? I'm, yeah, that's me. And I'm drinking. <laughs> it's like he called Pinot himself Noir. and answered. <laughs> no surprise, right? Um, John of Conquest Publishing is having an orange dreamsicle. Man, I used to love those as a kid. You have enough to share with everyone. And Word is having black apple tea and just munchied on a sub. Please let us know if that is a sub as in a submissive or a sub as in a submarine sandwich. Or Either way, yeah, we're, we're not judging. No, we're just, just curious, asking not for a all. friend. <laughs> Maybe uh, even a little envious, depending on which one. But. Really, either one, really. <laughs> uh, Enlightened says yeah. I'm having green tea. What's that, Andrew? I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so tonight's topic is going to be UAP, not to be confused with WAP, which is a very, very (laughs) different thing. Travis's favorite song. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyhow, um, oh, it was a turkey and five cheese submissive on Italian bread. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, um, <coughs> so need some fiber with that order. <coughs> says enlightened girl on the fiber. Okay, and this is Mister Body Otter. He'll be joining us. He looks very comfy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Super happy to be on air. Okay, let's set that big guy down. Hold on while he wrestles my microphone. Come on. <clears throat> So tonight's topic, UAP, stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, or Phenomena. 
Do, 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 do. Phenomenon. Thank you. The cat needs out of the bathroom. Um, so recently we've run across a series of articles that a couple years ago, 2017, 2019, it, it'll tell us when we look over the articles here in a little bit. The government, the military, found some what we used to call UFOs, unidentified flying objects, but now it's a bit better defined as unidentified aerial phenomenon. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry about that. Because sometimes it's not an object. Sometimes it is, you know, just something in the sky that's not a single object. It could be multiples, it could be a weather effect. But the government has recently released some of these things. Now, all our lives, Ed, Andrea, help me out with this one. All our lives we've heard about the government knowing about UFOs, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Thank well, you. All the way back to Stonehenge. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Was the druidic government going, yep, saw some shit. Yep, saw some shit. We're not going to tell you. <laughs> We're going to capitalize on this and make a religion instead. It's a better idea. Yep. So, Stonehenge yeah. was really a pizza place created by the leprechauns. Is that Artemis Fowl? It is. So if you've ever read the books, I, I couldn't, I, I don't know the movie. I've started to watch it, but the books, in the books, that explains it. You're welcome. Very exciting. I'm trying to tighten my... So, uh, yes. Maybe they're trying to hide the leprechaun. The governments are trying to hide the leprechauns also. Trying to hide the leprechauns from what? The public, kind of like the UFOs or the AP, I don't know, whatever those are. Yeah, because if we find the leprechauns, they'll lead us to the pot of gold and that'll throw off the entire world. It could be. Maybe. So what do you guys know about Area 51? I it's can't out there in the middle of the Nevada desert. That raid w really went well. Yes, it did. You're oh. talking about the one with all the famous people? Yeah. <clears throat> so, have either of you ever seen a UFO? We'll start with that, and then we'll go into these articles. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, when I lived up in Michigan and up there, the skies are so clear. You can see all of the stars. It's beautiful. Outside, looking at the stars, and one of them started darting back and forth across the sky. It was unidentified. I didn't know what it was. And it was a flying object, so yes, I've seen one. You know that shit was still illegal back in those. What? The stuff you were smoking. <laughs> I wasn't smoking anything that time. Not that I've ever done that. <clears throat> Wordowin says, I've never seen anything in the sky that wasn't readily identifiable. Underwater is another matter. There's some freaky shit down there. Called Aquaman. Mm -hmm. I have uh, heard things in the night sky. That sounded like a hot air balloon as I was crossing a field at two in the morning. And there was this burst of coming from somewhere above but it was just dark you didn't see a flame you didn't see a plane there wasn't consistent for an engine and uh 
the next day when we returned to that field, there was some sort of, not the precise pretty crop circles we see in all the cool pictures, but just flat areas of weeds in the middle of this field. What's that mean? Did you lose track for like six hours of time? Nope. Not at all. No sexual experiment on you? Nope. My, my buddy that was with me didn't even hit on me that night. Disappointing. Hmm. So, in these articles, <clears throat> I'm going to skim two of them. Now, one's much longer than the other, so I'm going to start with the shorter one. And I'll tell everybody where these are from. Okay, so this first one is not the one I want. I want the other one. Yes, because I want to start with the short one. One moment. With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com smartmarketing MailChimp, built for growing businesses. Okay, so this is from CNN. So I know some people hate CNN, some people love CNN, but the next article is from CBS News, and they actually quote Fox News. So what I'm telling you here is this information is across the board out there, and in other ways, just out there. So this is titled, Defense Department Confirms Leaked Video of Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Phenomena. They're horrible with their lines. Is real. Um, they're taken in 2019 are indeed legitimate images of unexplained objects. So photos and videos of triangle-shaped objects blinking and moving through the clouds were taken by Navy personnel, Pentagon spokeswoman Sue Gao said in a statement to CNN. She also confirmed that photos of three unidentified flying objects, one sphere-shaped, another acorn-shaped, and one characterized as a metallic blimp, were also taken by Navy personnel. It's well, just a nut. <laughs> it's true. <clears throat> so, and you guys interrupt me if you have a point you want to make or a question you want to ask or a comment. Quote, as we said before, to maintain operation security and to avoid disclosing information that may be useful to potential adversaries, DOD, Department of Defense, does not discuss publicly the details of either the observations or the examinations of reported incursions into our training ranges or designated airspace, including those incursions initially designated as UAP. End quote. She also said that the UAP task force, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to see if it says something if you read it all together. <laughs> she also said that UAPTHF created in August, just in August, by the way, just in August, it <clears throat> to investigate UFO sightings observed by the military has included these incidents in their ongoing examinations. So it looks like last week, one of the bigger places, Mystery Wire and, Extra, and on Extraordinary Beliefs websites, both publish these pictures. Though these actual pictures have been circulating the internet uh, since last year sometime. Probably August when they made the damn thing. No comments from either of you yet? I'll just go on reading nope. the article. So, and this is a less interesting. This is a more just information of fact. When we get to the other one, it gets interesting. Mm -hmm. So there's been, I don't know. Oh, the Navy said this. This is a quote from the Navy. <clears throat> a number of reports of unauthorized and or unidentified aircraft entering various military controlled ranges. And, you know, they just like quoted this shit like two paragraphs ago. You sound like G.I. Joe. 
real American. The more arrow. you know. <laughs> it only makes half of that. <laughs> and U.S. intelligence agencies have been directed to give unclassified reports about UAPs to Congress in June. And Enlighten says, I once saw a foreign invasion from space seen as the aurora caused by solar flares, the invading force. Close as I ever got to the topic. <clears throat> so here's the second one. Have you guys ever heard of Play Labs at MIT? Anybody ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yes. This article is written by Rizwan Verk the founder of Play Labs at MIT. Oh, okay. Let's see here. Let me just clear out the old chest cavity there. And I'm debating if I should read it word for word or if I should skim it and give the gist of it here. Give the gist. Okay, pretty much. tip, Travis. Yeah, really. And this is an opinion piece, to be clear. This is not news. This is somebody who has put things together, and he's giving you a point of view on this. So, the government has reversed its official position of publicly ignoring UAPs. It's starting to tackle it openly. But, within academia and industry such as Silicon Valley and the big colleges, they're still mocking it. So your scientific schools and whatnot are mocking it, and the government is taking it seriously. Kind of a flip there. For instance, in February, Elon Musk was asked what he thought of the recent Pentagon acknowledgement that Navy pilots had seen objects flying in our airspace using advanced technology we can't identify, let alone understand or explain or reproduce. Musk's answer was, quote, Honestly, I think I would know if there were aliens. And the author of the article says, Honestly, this response could have come from any number of prominent scientists or industry figures. What are the odds it's Elon Musk's latest toy fucking with people? (laughs) Could be. I wouldn't... I would not doubt that. See, when he was asked about this, he doesn't say if there is or isn't. He just says, I would know. That is not admitting nor denying. That's a dance around answer right there. Mm-hmm. And that's Elon. Maybe he is, in fact, an alien. Well, we're pretty sure he's not Batman. Because I'm Batman. I just wonder what it'd be like if Martian Manhunter became Batman. Sounds boring. He kind of was Batman when he was in a secret identity, right? He was a detective. Mm-hmm. No, we'll get off the Batman. He wasn't mm-hmm. quite. He wasn't quite as much doom and gloom. No, he was much more pulp noir initially. Oh, yeah. So, Musk's non-answer, according to the author of the article, was revealing because it suggested he wasn't aware of or interested in basic unclassified facts about military sightings of UFOs, or that the government's looking into this. I think, I really think the guy who wrote this article missed out on a huge opportunity right there. Because that doesn't necessarily mean Musk is... Not doesn't care. That just could mean Musk is like, you shouldn't care. Who knows? <clears throat> maybe they don't want to be found out. Or maybe the government is saying, hey, these are real. Because when you deny something, people want it more. And they go after it more. Like a kid. You say, you can't have that. They want it. You might be on. I don't know. I'm thinking once Andrea says you can have this, I just wanted it more and more. Well, yeah, and you might be on to something then. (laughs) 
Hey now, how you doing? But I'm not the government. <laughs> then what's with the taxes I keep paying you? <laughs> Those are fines. <laughs> <laughs> so fine. In June, oh, this must be 2019, okay. Because I'm like, we, we're not up to June yet. Two months from now, no, in June, a new task force championed by Senator Marco Rubio, Republican Florida, must submit an unodized upcoming June, must submit an unclassified report on unidentified aerial phenomena to Congress. Um, and a few people, like two of the former CIA directors and Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, want a more rigorous look. Um... The most famous example, the one Musk was asked about. Were you waving your hand, Andrea? Mm-mm. Okay. That's fair. If you guys need to say something, since I'm looking over here, just talk. Just interrupt me. No problem. I will. Okay. So, um, occurred when Navy pilots reported a craft resembling a tic-tac, tic-tac that was moving unlike anything seen in the U.S. arsenal. They said it wasn't behaving the normal laws of, by the normal laws of physics. Was it the size of a Tic Tac? How did they see it? I'm curious about that. Was it really that? fresh? That'd be like some really little teeny aliens. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, why wouldn't it look but like... was it meant to be fresh? Or was it the orange ones? Those are very good. Sometimes I like to get the boxy orange ones came in and just... Just sniff the, just sniff the box. Mm. That sounds like I'm talking I'm about sure Trump's like wife's vagina. <laughs> no, it, it sounds like you're doing a Joe Biden imitation. <laughs> about him sniffing Trump's wife's box, where the orange Tic Tac came in. Moving on. Look, we can offend all the politicians at once. All at one time. We're here to help. Welcome to the The craft's movements were, however, typical of both military and civilian UFO reports, descending from 80,000 feet to 20,000 feet in an instant, stopping midair, reversing direction without inertial effects, exceeding the speed of sound without generating a sonic boom, and submerging into the ocean. By the way, have you guys ever heard about UFOs that are submerging into the ocean? Yes, I have heard of that before. I never have. Maybe they're coming out of it. Not coming It's possible. That's been broached in scientific. Matter of fact, Silver and Smith, book two, talks about that a lot. So, mm-hmm. just because we can't identify it doesn't mean that it's not identified somewhere. Correct. I know the government Correct. has all kinds of technology. They're not going to say, hey, yeah, it's one of our stealth things we're testing out. So it may not be alien from another planet outer space. It could be alien from here. We just don't know what it is because we're not, we, we can't have classified information. Right. And, and it's easier to go, oh, no, we don't know what it is. UFO. <clears throat> And have the public go, oh, UFO. Then the public go, wait, what kind of s- engines are they testing, yeah. you know? Yeah, they're not going to tell the public everything. And I well, get that because people are stupid. They do stupid things. And Wordwin is uh, saying there's several past reports of U.S. Oh, UFOs landing in or going into the ocean. I've just never ran across one. I have yeah. no have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Flight of the Navigator? Maybe when I was 13. It goes under the ocean. So, I mean, you know. So it looks like... Um... Recently retired national security officials are speaking out. In the run-up to the task force report in June, John Ratcliffe, former director of national intelligence, told Fox News last month that 
there were, quote, a lot more sightings than have been made public, end quote. James Woolsey, former director of CIA, said on a podcast this month he was taking the subject seriously, as did... Was he on Stargate? I think that's hmm. James Spader. No, wasn't one of the characters, or Dr. Woolsey or something like that? Yeah, the, the woman, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it's all coming together mm. now. <laughs> mm. So, um, Woolsey said on a podcast this month he was taking the subject seriously, as did a successor at the CIA, John Brennan, in December. So, Pentagon hasn't offered any official explanations, calling him unidentified, as said many times already. Former officials don't seem to be don't seem to be willing to utter the word alien, but it's the implication of what they do say. That sounds shady. Well, yeah. Because I could take any children's book and read it in a naughty voice, and it sounds like you know just sex all the way through. Is that an alien outside? I hear something. Could be. You know how every time we talk about the government, the government shows up and blocks our broadcast if we talk about aliens. I was just going to say, we're still in the air, so we, we must be okay. <laughs> we're, we're on the air. We're not in the air. As soon as that beam hits, different story altogether. So, okay, my friend that had passed away a few years ago, gay, she... She told me about her experience with aliens. Okay. She said she saw one. And it's not like what you see in the movies. It's not a gray? No. She said yeah. there, the skin was kind of metallic and shiny and iridescent, like different colors. I wish I could remember everything she said, but she said... That and you got this feeling. She didn't remember too much, but she remembers that. I don't know if this was. I I just don't know what to think of the story she told me, but because I've never really talked with anyone that had an abduction experience other than her. Have y'all talked to anybody or? heard from anybody that's had that? I've told a story about it here on air before. I know, but that was in the past. you got to talk about it now. I know, but you said you... <laughs> I just heard that you didn't listen because I've told you that story before. <laughs> Play along, Travis. They don't know. I am. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm playing indignant. Ed, what was your story first? Oh, I had done. Oh. See, there you go. Your turn. Hold on. I'm cuddling Goblin to protect me. He's I'm... deflecting people. I know. In... Mm -hmm. oh. Okay, when I was about... <clears throat> I don't know, I guess I was probably 14. You know, living in South Florida... Had a lake behind my house, a small lake, not something a northerner would call a real lake. It was a man-made, you know, dugout trench. And uh, I was asleep on my waterbed. And I woke up quite suddenly, but I couldn't move. And I slowly forced my eyes open. And there was a figure next to my bed. Now, as I said, a waterbed, so only about two feet tall. And the figure was only about two feet above the edge of the bed, as in that was the height of the figure. So the figure would have been about four feet tall, give or take. And I slowly closed my eyes and uh, turned my head. Oh, also out of the corner of my head, it looked like he had some kind of box or contraption, couldn't really see a lot of it, just holding something, fiddling with something. And 
I turn my head and I see somebody going out my bedroom door, which I always left open for my cat, just enough for the cat to pass through. And I close my eyes slowly and turn my head back, then I sit bolt upright wide awake. And I rush down to the room and I checked on my mother. She was asleep in her bed, as was my brother. Neither of them were awake. And I rushed to the back window, and the sun was just starting to rise over the lake. So it's one of those things, you know, it could have been the sleep paralysis thing with dreams or whatnot, or I could have had an alien next to my bed checking me out. It could have been your cat. Did it look like this? (laughs) You gotta hold it still for the pixelation to stop. Sorry. There you go. You remember that guy, Ed? Mm. It's Goose from <laughs> Captain Marvel. It's so cute. So that's it. I mean, I've had other friends who said they've been like laying in the back of the car and when they're a kid and see something outside of the window. But with as good as cell phone cameras are now, especially the past two years, just like we've said about cryptids and ghosts and all these other things, if these things are out there, we should be seeing a lot more photographic evidence or video evidence. So Maybe they don't want to be seen. See, now I... I believe I've had experiences with ghosts and spirits, not so much aliens, but then again, how do you differentiate between what's what? Also, how do you know it wasn't the ghost of an alien? Wouldn't that be something if there's no human ghosts, only alien ghosts? Or what if all the aliens are just what we consider ghosts? I don't know. An inquiring mind wants to know. It's true. Maybe there's no photographic evidence because they only approach people like me. The person that's like, oh, wow. And then an hour later, it's like, damn, I should have taken a picture of that. (laughs) Because we have cats, we've learned to always have our cameras close at hand because they do stupid shit and you'll never do it again. take a picture nobody cares but we do that's right a a little off topic i was driving to work the other day and i came to a section of the road where there's a sign caution high crash area and the tree right beside that sign must have had a dozen buzzards in it (laughs) 20 minutes later i was like shit i should have taken a picture of that (laughs) that's great yeah that's something to watch for the next three four days just to are they back? And it'd be even better if you can get it on a foggy morning. <laughs> okay, let's see what else we got in this article here. Um, by the way, they ruled out the Tic Tac craft as coming from our arsenal or the arsenal of our adversaries, leaving only the theory that it came from, quote, someone or something else. Now, this, the author of this, by the way, that's Lou Elizondo, who ran the secret Pentagon UFO tracking unit, publicly ruled out that it came from our arsenal or somebody else's, leaving only the theory that it came from someone or somewhere, something else. But they don't say this guy said that. They don't say he's quoting this guy. It's just saying leaving only the theory that it came from. So this could be misleading it's like watching ancient aliens. They're like, look, we have these beautiful structures all across the world. And then we have these mathematical holes and aliens. And people are like, makes sense to me now. Aliens. <laughs> 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 Maybe they what built both because they're designed exactly the same. 700 years apart. Don't mention that. You know. <laughs> so. Well, so they saw it and stole that idea. That's right. It's when the Mayans took a vacation to Egypt. <laughs> you know? 
Took them another yeah, 400 years to get back to their home and go, you know, we saw this thing. <laughs> Sounds feasible. We've got to try it. Somebody drew it, left it in a drawer. They had an estate sale. Somebody found it, you know, whatever. Somebody drew it like a triangle. <laughs> yeah. What do you think you meant? Yeah. Let's build it. <laughs> exactly. We don't know. Okay. So the author says it's good the government is finally taking UFOs more seriously. Even though its job is pretty much to figure out if it's a threat, a military threat. But they also, these unidentified objects, represent an opportunity to advance our science and technology. If our other two pillars of innovation, academia and industry, are willing to catch up. But scientists generally laugh off the topic. Neil deGrasse Tyson said he would take the idea seriously when aliens sent him a dinner invite. Maybe they don't eat dinner. It might have to be supper or tea time or something. Yeah, I mean, so why do you have to be so specific? What if they don't eat the same way we do? Maybe you don't want to see that. Maybe they don't want to talk to him. This is true, too. They really like the accent of people who live in the country, and that's who they really yeah. want to talk to. Well, you know why? Especially because they don't have cameras. It's They're true. not always taking the pictures and flashing. It's true. Just saying. Aliens hate paparazzi. Yeah, that's it. Why not? Sounds legit. I like that. Menomino. So, um, why do leading scientists show such a profound lack of curiosity in a subject? I don't know. Would the, would the word proof be included in this? Could all lead to a new understanding of our place in the universe, new advances in material sciences, biology? Yeah, we got to prove it first. It can't lead anywhere without proof. Right. There's Scientists have... Go ahead. Oh, scientists like the cold hard facts. You know Without what? that Don't go too crazy on that. Science likes cold hard facts. Scientists, some of them are still devoutly religious. Not a lot of cold hard facts in religion. Well, and I'm not saying you can't be both. I'm just saying That we're well, not going to, yeah. Some scientists spend their life, okay, I I believe this exists. Mm -hmm. So they spend their life proving that this exists. It's true. And, uh, yeah, if you're proving something exists, you're looking for things that fit and match and whatnot. It's not actually, what's the right word? Impartial. Yeah. Mm. True. But of course, to prove something that exists, you have to look for things. But it's, to, it's a little catch twenty-two. Yeah. Okay. So who is this? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out who this guy is quoting. Me. Part of the problem likely stems from an academic version of the old IBM rule in industry that. Quote, no one ever gets fired for buying IBM. Hmm. Oh, similarly, no professor ever gets fired for mocking UFOs. The case of Harvard Medical School's Dr. John Mack, though, shows the dangers if you don't. So, if yeah. If you don't mock it? Correct. Hmm. If you mock I it, you're okay. If you don't mock it, there's a chance you could get blacklisted or laughed out of the room. Though I guess we can't use nope. the word blacklisted anymore. Oh, well, what the... We can... You just get listed. Why don't we just call it bad-listed? Okay. Now, small cracks are appearing in academia's wall of mockery. Um, Avi Loeb, 
chief astronomer at Harvard University, was willing to say in his new book, Extraterrestrial, that he thinks, that's the title of the book, Extraterrestrial, that he thinks that Oumuamua, the first object we spotted in the night sky whose origin is definitely from outside of our solar system, was most likely a technological artifact of a long-vanished alien civilization. That's interesting. So do you think any of the stuff we've sent out into space, like satellites or the garbage from the ships and all that other stuff, do you think um, that maybe other beings are seeing that and are like, oh, aliens are out there? No. And they're looking for us? No. Okay. No? No. No, here's why. Oumuamua. Um, huge. Came out of the Kepler belt, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Kepler belt being that kind of sea of trash just outside of our solar system's orbit. Um, something like what we've sent out there First of all, you'll be lucky if it made it through the Kepler belt, which it hasn't yet, even the earliest thing we ever launched. Um, second of all, what we sent out is so small. Okay. There you go. Thank you, Wordwin. See, this is why I said this is an opinion piece. <coughs> Wordwin said, and not what he said, which I wasn't sure what that referred to till Wordwin said, he said that some of the data could possibly match a technological object, but more analysis is needed. See, this is the way you take words and twist it. Because you know, you notice I didn't say quote on any of that. Now, they might have said it was definitely from outside of our solar system. Most likely a technological artifact of a lost a long vanished alien civilization. See. Well, you said something so small, like in size. Yeah. And also. Well, here's the thing. Uh huh. You you've seen Men in Black. Uh huh. And you've seen all the different alien species they've come up with, and then there's one that's tiny. So maybe what we sit out is small. It's huge to another. It might be. Species, but we didn't aim it towards where we think there might be life. Whereas, if Oumuamua is something sent from a different civilization, they would have, for us to notice it, would have had to send it pretty much let's aim to shoot it across their bow. Now, here's a planet that may or may not contain life. We're sending it out you know, 2.5 million years ago. Yeah. Well, maybe what we send out, it may end up someplace, and that alien race hasn't come to fruition now. They haven't had their Big Bang mm -hmm. or whatever. I don't know. Who knows? The planet of machines. Cybertron? No. Feature. Oh, yeah. Star Trek 1. Yeah. <laughs> Transformers? That's what I said first. Yes, Cybertron. But Okay, so, by the way, this, the author goes on. Um, the government is saying that it does... Okay, most academics still invoke some version of Musk's non-argument. If aliens were here, we would know. But the government is saying that it does know. These craft exist. By the way, that is not what the government is saying. The government is going, we don't know what those are. We don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. And we're <laughs> we're going to tell you that we don't know what the fuck that is. Right. <laughs> Our story is we don't know what it is. We're just going to leave it at that and walk away from this. And you guys do what you want. And yes, it might be the, look, shiny distraction. Or it might be genuinely them going, you know what? Everybody's got a damn telescope nowadays. We're not even going to lie about it and say these things don't exist. We don't know what that is. Could be either way. But this guy here, his next sentence after saying, the government is saying it does know 
these crafts exist. The next sentence is, My purpose today is not to convince you of the evidence, however, which is a good, and I'll address that in a moment, but to encourage academics and industry leaders to move beyond their biases into an open-minded investigation to figure out who or what created them and how they work. To the author of this article, you can't figure out who or what created them and how they work if you don't have you don't one. Have it. Okay, I can write science fiction for this guy all day long, but yeah, that's what he wants. He wants to hear people making science fiction. Mm. Not proof. Feature. Yeah. (laughs) Word says, even with recent spacecraft, the Voyagers are still the fastest thing we've put in space. All those gravitational manifold maneuvers. There we go. In about 40,000 years, Voyager 2 will pass 1.7 light years, 9.7 trillion miles, from the star Ross 248. In about 296,000 years, it'll pass 4.3 light years, 25 trillion miles, from Sirius, the brightest star in the sky. That's... You can't be serious. <laughs> Hold on, I got a sound for that. <laughs> a... Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. Um, yeah, but that's if it doesn't get taken out by some random bit of space trash. And by that I mean an asteroid, a rock the size of a softball. You know, uh, get caught in a magnetic field of a passing whatever. There, there's so much out there that could happen between now and then. Or it could drop onto a planet and things could worship it and whatnot. Let's see what else this guy has to say. Oh, God. Is that what he said? No, I'm not naive enough to assume that academics will study UFOs just to further human knowledge. But to point out the obvious, in the long term, there could be multiple Nobel Prizes, not to mention new laws of physics for those willing to dive in and risk ridicule in the short term. I want to yell at my screen right now. You have to have something to study. <laughs> what, are they all going to stand in their yards with binoculars and hope to catch a picture? It's a fair well, point. A lot of people have free time right now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's a good social distancing hobby. Stand in your yard and stare at the sky. Um... Oh, my. Scientists in Europe, the article says, who dismiss the idea of rocks falling out of the sky eventually open their minds enough to discover meteorites, ending up with more complex understanding of the universe. Okay, you know what? No, they didn't discover meteorites. They discovered proof that there was actually rocks falling from the sky. Hi, Raven. How are you? Hi, Raven. Um, the results this time can lead to new kinds of transportation devices capable of submerging into the ocean and in the air, transporting cargo and passengers across the globe in minutes, as well as ferrying humans safely beyond planet <laughs> Earth. That is a huge jump, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's assuming if there are aliens, they will even want to share their technology. See, what I'm hearing is if we just accept this shit, we get interstellar travel. No. Interstellar travel. Replicators. And not the ones from Stargate. Hmm. Hmm. So I can go on reading this, but this is not a fact-ridden article. That's true. Um, (laughs) Werdewin says, you could have a beautiful, detailed AK video of a UAP doing somersaults at Mach 10 and wouldn't be able to figure out any new laws of physics from it. No. Right. Exactly. That's what the Large Hadron Collider is for. 
And we are making interesting discoveries with that. Um, you know, we're coming up with theories with actual faster than light travel that seem much more viable than things we came up before. Watching something tumble across our sky, not so much. <laughs> um, here we go. Despite the risks, there are some encouraging signs. Recently, Professor Gary Nolan of Stanford University and Jacques Vallee, a venture capitalist who worked with J. Allen Hypnick, a part of the Air Force's first UFO investigation group, Project Blue Book, from 47 to 69, have teamed up. So basically he goes, here's two professors, wait, no, one professor and a rich guy who had worked with somebody else that was part of a UFO investigation group 40, 50 years ago or more. These two guys got together. Oh, that's interesting. Raven says, I chatted up weird... Raven was trying to get lucky with the old guys at the bar. Chatted up a weird old guy at a bar who turned out to be one of the rocket scientists who worked on the Mercury Lander in the 90s. Oh, cool. Had to be a fun conversation. Yeah. But, but these two have teamed up to investigate samples of materials supposedly ejected at purported UFO landing sites. See, I want to be a conspiracy theory guy, but I can't with bullshit like this. <laughs> Sorry, reading a quick comment here. Yeah, and I agree with you. We do have a few steps to go before we're even in, like, spitting distance of anything like that. Okay, so we've got a, a little bit of a wrap-up to this article here. As a starting point of the metal-specific isotopes... What metals? As a starting point, if the ratios of the metal-specific isotopes don't naturally occur on Earth, the chemical composition could open up new opportunities and high-performance craft materials on and off-planet. Oh, Vali, inspiration for the French scientist and director Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There's another great thing to put on your resume. So I once knew a guy who worked with Project Blue Book and Steven Spielberg made somebody kind of like me in a movie once. I inspired him. Well, yeah. But this guy told the author of the article... They would go through the academic peer review processes, which might greatly advance respect for the subject. Not the subject, not the knowledge, the respect for the subject. We're going to let you guys look at our work so you can see if it's bullshit or not. And uh, we'd like you to respect what we're doing now, please. Okay. So, closing sentence here on the article. Where does this leave us? We will know more when the Pentagon's report on unidentified aerial phenomena comes out in June. But now that the government is starting to take UFOs seriously, it's high time that more academics and industry leaders step up and do the same. Okay, I've ranted a lot. You guys got something to say about all this? I think what has happened here, the government created, well, Trump created a space force. Now we've got to justify that shit. <laughs> Andrea's just Space like, Force. <laughs> it's not I've a, seen this show. It's fantastic. It's pretty good. <laughs> now, Raven. Uh, yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, please, you. Okay. So, the last. I think it's the last. They just posted another comment. Hold on. It says. Raven said he engineered the arm that looked under the lander. He said he didn't believe in aliens because of the physics of space travel and the effects would have the effects it would have on matter to move at that speed at the speed required. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that sounds plausible. Right. And then again, 
Aliens may not be made up of the same stuff we are. Read the next comment. Mm. Okay. But when I asked about interdimensional travel, he said that's a totally different story. Okay. See, in my sci-fi, every time I've had aliens travel to another planet, you send machines long distance across a stretch of space. If you want to send an organic, you find a way to do interdimensional travel. You do a wormhole type situation. And that's how you travel. So, mm -hmm. so, like with Star Trek, where they beam me up in particles? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, when I was younger and watching Star Trek, I'm like, oh, I wish the doors would open when I walk near them. And we had these handheld devices that we could talk to each other. Now we have that. Who's to mm -hmm. say we won't have... Mm -hmm. The beam me up technology. Oh, we have transformers right now, transporters right now. If it wasn't for the oil companies, they won't allow that shit. That that's what that is. Trust oh. me. Damn oil <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out if he's fucking with us or not. <laughs> Another conspiracy theory. No, it doesn't. We're good. Uh, closing ideas on this, and then we'll wrap this topic up. Andrea, got anything? I think it is very possible that there's aliens and alien technology here. I can't prove it. I can't disprove it. So it's kind of like Schrodinger's, is it alive, is it dead? Schrodinger's alien. It's both. Yeah. Ed? Yeah, I, I do. I, it, I agree with Andrea. I think anything's possible. Um, the funny thing is my dad is probably one of the biggest skeptics that ever walked the face of the earth. You could tell him the grass is green, and he would argue with you about it. But he totally believed that there was aliens that were checking out shit here on Earth. Believe that shit. Um, well, mm -hmm. it's got it. We got it. We can't be as conceited to think we're the only thing here. Sure. You know. Here's what I'll say: aliens showing up in a ship is something I've long went. Mm. Do you think? Now, showing up in a machine that they've used science to break barriers that we don't even understand exist yet, different story. Mm -hmm. That's where my sci-fi as an adult is gone, and I'm sticking by that. You're looking at coming out of either somewhere else in the multiverse or somewhere else in our own universe by instantly bending time and space. Uh, warp bubble is a similar concept, but more in a transporter linear concept as opposed to an instantaneous Trump place to yeah, pace. Spore drive, that's a different story. Oh, yeah. Spore drive was very creative and fun. Yeah. Um, but if you go watch, uh, oh my goodness, what was the Matt Damon movie? Intergalactic, interdimensional, interstellar. Interstellar? The one where they find the portal by Saturn and pop off to other worlds to find a place to save Earth. I yeah. don't think it was Matt Damon, but yes, Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Matt Damon was Martian. It is. Martian was good, too. Okay, let's do some outro music. Make sure you catch us on the next episode. Here's the outro thing. Before we go, I want to remind everyone that you can email us at talkofthetavernshow at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts on the show's topic, suggest another topic that you'd like to hear us discuss, or just have us read a message out on air to someone in your life. Thanks for supporting the show by downloading the podcast, sharing it on social media, grabbing some shirt stickers and mugs from bit.ly slash tavern merch, or barware patches and hats from bit.ly slash tavern merch too. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash tavern merch or tavern merch and the number two. Thanks to everyone who joined us live at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and everyone who supports the tavern by subscribing, hosting, throwing bits, raids, and most of all, commenting. Thanks for joining us in the discussion shenanigans tonight. You're the one thing that makes the show what it is. Don't forget to join us at the tavern next week. Until then, have fun, keep learning, and be good to one another. Now, raise your glass in good cheer. Enjoy the small moments every day and steamy dreams every night.
While traveling, it's usually best to pack light. When it comes to money, carrying some cash and having an alternative like Zelle is a great idea. Zelle's an easy way to send and receive money with people you trust at any U.S. bank. It's already in thousands of different banking apps, and it's money straight into your bank account in minutes fast. Look for Zelle in your banking app today. Safe travels. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Products sold separately.